brand new episode of We Call Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb, alongside, for real this time, Sasha <laughs> Kulikov. Uh, how's it going, Caleb? Olsen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood, so I'm going to use your real name. I did not use your real name because the Wild just signed a defenseman named Dmitry Tulikov, I think, last <laughs> night. And I was like, locked it in for tonight when we're recording. So, just gotta remember that. That, almost, that sounds more like a, like a cool Bond villain made up Russian name more than a real Russian name to me. Dmitry Tulikov. <laughs> now, I'll explain my entire plan to you, James Bond. Sit there in this room without cameras while I walk away from you. Yes, but yes. because of the 21st century, we have to make every villain like uh, realistic and uh, relatable. So it's going to be a tragic backstory that actually explains why he, he's motivated towards evil, and it's going to make it super subjective. Um, because that's how everything is now. Villains are good guys. Welcome to Maleficent era of Disney. I, I just want <laughs> a very cartoonish, very obviously evil villain in a in a movie. Nah, can't have that anymore. Kids are too smart for that. Was that like Fast and Furious? Is it Fast and Furious? Maybe the people do that. That do that now. And just cartoonishly bad, and evil villains. Yeah, they are the the over the top uh, type characters that are very black and white. Um, <laughs> but but if you think about it, originally they were all criminals, and I mean they still are all criminals who are now employed as like agents by the government. I don't know, man. <laughs> like like. Uh, the Hobbs and J- several people who are antagonists in several films become protagonists in the next film. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can't have you can't have The Rock or I almost said Jason, Jason Statham. I, I almost said Sedacious, which is <laughs> completely the wrong. Although Ted Lasso in a Fast and Furious movie, sign me up. Absolutely. What would, what would he drive? A Beetle? No, uh, like no, a he, Volks- he'd, he'd he'd drive a Mini Cooper. <laughs> yes, yes. And he'd be like. Not very good at it, but he's like, just cheering everyone along, like. Oh, you know what, Finn? I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah. A, my name's not Finn. It's whatever my name is in the movies. Dom. Dom. All right, Finn. Pat him on the shoulder. Spot away. Yeah. Those movies are absolutely wild. The first one is just basically a point break ripoff, but with, instead of like, surfing, it's street racing. Mm-hmm. And now they're like in space in the ninth movie. <laughs> in one in one of them, the rock fletches out of a cast and is like, time to go to work. Like, you need to sit back down so we can put that cast back down. Your arm is seriously hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit in the world. It really is. But it's also the best in yeah. the world. <laughs> They've done like everything. The next one is gonna have to be like killing evil billionaires in space, who are making super phallic rockets. <laughs> Man, where would they do that storyline from? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> okay, the... enough of my fantasies. <laughs> yeah, just reading from your dream journal here. It's all I see in the notes right now. All right. Okay, just gonna scroll past the murder of Jeff Bezos, and we're here. Okay, <laughs> this is on this is on Apple Pods. We're fine. They don't care. Yeah, murder Jeff Bezos. Who cares? Send his money to you know. He could end hunger if he wanted to. He could end homelessness if he wants to. But he just wants to send a giant dick into space. Him and his rocket. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Suvan, Minnesota played two games since we last recorded. 
Uh, one was at home, two one win, and it's Portland. Didn't start out, start out very well though. Portland goes up one nil very quickly. Yeah. Through a header by Felipe Mora. Did you watch this game? No, I have to watch the highlights. Okay. <laughs> this is Felipe Mora was he has a lot of skill and he showed it there and that instantly made me not optimistic for the result of this game. So rewatching it. Yeah, yeah. I uh sorry. The uh the guy who sent in the cross given too much space by Roman. Roman coming back from a two week stint where he was over in France trying to get a green card. Maybe a little rusty. Who knows how much he was training or practicing out there, but just a little too much space given to the crosser. And then Mora just I don't know if he just catches Debasi sleeping or just like jutes him out because he just beats him to the ball while kind of faking towards the outer post and just going straight back into the middle of the box and just I mean I don't think Miller really had a chance on that honestly and it's kind of a surprising mistake by Debasi um, very uncharacteristic of him yeah. but this game Minnesota was on top for most <laughs> of it just either shooting just over the bar, like just not, Dotson did, shooting directly at uh, the goalkeeper for Portland, like Lou did, like I'm, I'm sure we've done it multiple times. Like I think Uno did as well, uh, or Finley did when he was subbed on. Um, but finally, 70th minute, recycled corner. From the same draft class, Dotson to Jasper, like we all drew it up. <laughs> Just Dotson like loops it into the stratosphere. And I don't know if Chase can see that far away, but it like just kind of like don't just zero it in. The ball's like trying to find oh, there's a ball spot right there to go straight towards that and Chase heads <laughs> it in. I can say that as a fellow future bald or almost bald like he is. <laughs> Did I tell you? We're at the Seattle game with my parents. And the first thing my mom says when we sit, when we get to our spots, it's like, I hope 77 put some sunscreen on the top of his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably did. He probably learned once, like, oh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but, oh, man. I mean, Chase is a white dude. And, like, after the MLS's back tournament, that was, like, the most tan I've ever seen to Chase last year. <laughs> But you know what? Good for him. Good for him for like pregame sneaking into Michael Boxall's locker, finding the special sauce that makes him like sense where to go for set pieces and getting headers uh, that it's, turn uh, into goals. It's Vegemite, right? <laughs> it, yeah, honestly, it probably is. <laughs> so 1-1, one, one, more chances. I think that's when Ethan Finley's chance comes after that. Um, just pepper in the goal. Just nothing goes in. Man, if if that goal was like had like f- 10 more square feet footage to it, this game's like 7-1. Like, yeah, wins. that's the thing. There were so many chances second half. You were If you were in Wonderwall, you were like waiting for the treat. Yeah, and you're also dodging <laughs> soccer balls because they're coming right at your face. <laughs> yeah, someone caught Hassani Dotson ball straight, uh, straight up there. But this this goal here, this assist by Reynoso, should have been had the tag not safe for work because goddamn is that a sexy pass. Holy shit. From just inside our the attacking half, pitches head up, just curls a ball perfectly through a, a streaking 
not literally searching. That would be really nice not safe for work, but <laughs> searching Robin Lud, whose first touch and finish were overshadowed by Reynolds' past, but those that first touch and finish were equally as impressive. Just first up to the right foot, bounces once, powers it to the bottom cor- corner. 2 1. Loons, the Wonderwall erupts, the stadium erupts, and I, at home, or at in Wausau with my family, for the first time in two years, go, ah! and everyone goes, restored, right? Restored! No! Ah! <laughs> it was great. It was great to see. I think what Missilins had come to expect from last year, when uh, like those two are in, in sync, because uh, we saw when Reynosa joined the team and the, the the chemistry clicked between the two, it mm-hmm. was just play after play like that. It was good to see him come online at home like that. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a fun stat for you. Okay. So Robin Lude is our leading scorer with four goals. That's not the fun stat. The fun stat is all four of his goals have come after the 80th minute. Three of those are game winners. So clutch. There was a point yes, in, during yesterday's game where someone on one of the Slack channels I'm on was like, I would have raged subs lewd out hundreds of times by now. And it's like, well, it's the first half. <laughs> so my plan for Inchi is to like bench lewd. I know, controversial, I know. Bring him on, 75th minute. A little time to get warmed up, but he'll score goals. He will score goals. Yeah. <laughs> keep him fresh for that 80th minute. You know, um, moving on to last night's game, LAFC two, Minnesota two, and I think you said said this when we were taking notes. You're just like me. Uh, LAFC scored early or scored first. Vela, game over. This isn't even it's not a thing anymore. This is why 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 even cheer for this team? Yeah, Vela scored. They've been peppering her goal the entire half. It's over. Throw in the towel. Stop the count. Yeah, but play where we wrong. <laughs> wrong in the best way because uh, even though they got the momentum of scoring right before the end of the first half we came on second half and our number 10 Reynoso scored a beautiful goal um, like he showed all his, all his skill and finesse in that shot and uh, <laughs> ironically I feel like we had better possession first half and we gave up the first goal and LA was a lot more intense and controlled a lot more of the game second half and we scored two um but it took a while. Oh. It did. Uh, <laughs> and that Reynoso goal, yeah. right, a banger of his own, really. Mm-hmm. Falling down, he ends his shot on his ass and goes in anyway. Like, there was a point, I think, this season where someone on our Slot channel was like, man, Reynoso didn't just disappear for Dame Stanley. And I have a conspiracy theory that Reynoso is in our Slot channel reading those and getting motivated. So, Reynoso, thank you for the $3 a month. Hope you did, you know, just a great listener. I spread on the locker room. We're, we're always, you know, complimentary of your teammates. We never knock anyone on the team at all or in the locker room or your coach or whatever. So, you know, just spread that around. Spread this podcast and uh, thanks for $3 a month. Again, $3 a month only to join our Slot channel. Um, Patreon.com slash two United fans. Anyway, Back to the game. <laughs> LFC starts on a, on a corner. I think 78th, 80th minute. 
Dan, game over. Why are we even doing this? Yep. Why did Why did you stay up so late? I was already asleep. You were <laughs> You were still up. Yeah, I had gone to the bathroom. I came back and suddenly this court, and I was like, "Man, this sucks." You You should have stayed in that room. We would have won it's, that game. It's It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom goals are a, a horrible thing that happened. They're either a, a gift or a curse. And uh, it was uh, maybe it was maybe it was a surprise gift this one because. After that, so we're five minutes of in, 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 into extra time, or four minutes in. We should, we should say three minutes yeah. of stoppage time, time added yeah. by the fourth referee. Yeah. No, LAFC player goes down for about mm-hmm. two minutes. Argues with the ref about going off the pitch because the trainers came on, which is like a rule. When the trainers don't want to treat you, you have to go off the pitch. Argues for another half minute. So 94th, 95th minute of stoppage yeah. time, of three loudest stoppage time. Three minutes of loudest stoppage time, yeah. Jan Gregus had been subbed on, beats Sifuentes, right? And he just, like, he's carrying the ball. He's got the energy. Everybody else was gassed because it, it was a very, like, man-on-man game, right? He looks in the box, top of the box, and he sees Hazana Dotson, who's been hustling all game. Beautiful outswinger. Sonny Dotson catches it off the bounce, bangs it, curves into the left. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is, like, 20 seconds left in the game, and just we steal the it, win from it's, him. It's like he com- he, he combines the first goal by Reynoso and the game winner by Lude from the last game. Like, mm-hmm. late banger, but also, like, a touch, and then the finish off the half volley. Mm-hmm. And what a pass by Dreyduce. I mean, I know it was basically, like, I'm just doing this towards the bots as fast as I possibly can, but it worked out. So, well done, sir. Yeah. Um, one little note from this game: Chase to be subbed out due to injury, replaced by DJ Taylor, who was uh, playing in place of Roman Metinere when Metinere was over in France. Uh, Taylor, some really good depth on either side. I think he played pretty well uh, in his two games at the right, right, right bat spot, and then very serviceable on the left bat spot. Um, that just frees up Dotson to be in the midfield where he is thriving right now. We won before the season after Dotson was in the uh, Olympic qualifying camp for the U.S. Men's National Team. This guy has to play where do you fit him. And unfortunately, it's come in the expense of Jan Reduce, one of our designated players. So, Sasha, what, what what's the future for Jan Reduce at Minnesota? I'm not sure because... Both Jacory Hayes and Will Trapp looked great this game. I think they, their defensive ability helped Hassan, like complemented the Hassani's ability to then be more forward and be offensive. But Gregorich deserves deserves a starting spot. He's a great setup setup player. See, he's out of contract into this year. Yeah, I think there's a team option to keep him on one more year, which I think they do yeah. take, just so they don't lose him for any, for nothing. Yeah. Because he did stay in MLS and do just fine on any of the rosters here. Yeah. However, our midfield is now kind of stacked. Yeah. That's Will Trap, Dotson, Hayes, and uh, Ozzy, obviously. And I mean, Jan's there too. Yeah. Um, so then you you definitely keep him around as long as possible. But you exercise a team option in the offseason and you start shopping him around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's here or abroad, if you want to go back to um, Denmark, where he's playing earlier, or one of the other uh, smaller European leagues, he's a good player. He just hasn't had it this year until most of the last game where he got the assists. Whether he was kind of 
focused on the Euros before he left for the Euros and just didn't want to get injured. He wasn't playing as aggressively as he had in the past. I, th- I think that's probably it. And now that he was done for the Euros, it's time to Dotson and Traps show now in the, in the midfield, which is unfortunate, but that's how it works. I still think Rangers has a part in this team, especially if we, made a, if we do make a play, playoff run. His set-piece delivery and also his height on the end of set-pieces is invaluable. Yeah. He has a lot more passing skill than I think Ja'Cory Hayes does. Ja'Cory Hayes excels at his his speed mm-hmm. and his ability to come onto a player. Like, like Trap and, like, I can't say this enough, and Hayes stuck to Vela. There was even a tactical foul by uh, Trap, which was necessary. The mm-hmm. LAFC commentators even said it, like they saw it coming. Because you have to slow down Vela until you can dispossess him, otherwise he's going to take off on you. That's how he's... Like, they got a... He got that goal on a counterattack on us, but, like, you can't... He gets a step away from you, and you've lost him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, and just to touch on Trap for a moment, he's... I don't... Right now, he's my assignment of the season for Minnesota. He didn't start off very well, mm. um, whether it was learning the system or just kind of not having any chemistry with his teammates. But the more he drops back and realizes he's not an eight, and then that was his problem at Miami. He was played as an eight or was like told, you're an eight, go. He is a true number six. And learning from Ozzy as well, just some tricks or <laughs> tips of the trade of just pissing people off. He could be a destroyer in this league, like top three, like up there with like, with Ozzy and with Chara. Mm -hmm. And he's showing his ability to pass is very good as well. His ability to clean up just loose balls in the midfield. I saw that uh, in person in in Seattle. Seemed like every bouncy ball, he was able to head to a teammate and they would start the attack again. He just has a good sense of the game. And the way he sits back, I just think he can can, can conduct a defense and conduct the midfield. And he doesn't need to conduct the attack, but he can get to the did it pretty easily to the conductor right now. So I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been really important. And if you're listening to this and you're playing for Minnesota United. Thank you, Ray, for uh, letting your other teammates know. But if you're a new signing, time to step up. Be better than Mo Trap has been. <laughs> Here's your challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking on those terms quickly, a new signing that is has failed to show up and was in front of the net with a sitter that Dodson had worked so hard to get up to the box. Juan Agudelo, man, he came in as a sub, missed his shot almost point blank, man. Come on. I, I like, forgot he was on our team. <laughs> for real. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, shout out to Foster Langsdorf, who retired this week. Um, oh, yeah. yeah um, um, who is two, not on our team. Two appearances for Minnesota. Uh, he's on loan at yeah. Tim Bay this year, but don't really know what happened. He had uh, considered retirement before he joined us last year. So... Having barely seen you, having seen Juan Agudelo, I would take that trade back. <laughs> that is how bad Juan Agudelo has been for our team. So, man, like, I'm going against what Caleb said in that we don't criticize anybody. I'm criticizing him heavily. <laughs> uh, sorry, Juan. Please don't leave a, a less than a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
That'd be great. If you do leave a bad review, we'll, we will read it. Just prove it to you, and we will read the <laughs> review of our podcast on this podcast. It'll be great for, yeah. you know, content. A lot of people down, I think, on Adrian and Unu right now, which I think is dumb because he has two goals to his name and he hasn't played that much. Like, in France, he was a super sub, and he would barely play a full 90 minutes. Um, he has goals against uh, Austin and goals against, and a goal against uh, Portland, the first Portland away game. And I think... He just needs time to get back into full fitness. Because he, he showed in those first few games, like he was quick, he was good on the ball, he could get shots off, and then kind of fade away because he got tired, I think. So yeah. there's some rest and back to full fitness. I think he'll be a good cog up front and working those defenses pretty well. Um, until then, loot up front's probably our best bet, and I'm not mad about it, honestly. Yeah, that's fine. Um, maybe the this trick behind the fact that he scores after 90th minutes is that he's not that fast of a guy, and when the defense finally is getting tired around that that point, that's when he can finally beat people. <laughs> but you know what? Better late than never. Anyway, he, yeah. he at least he goes for he goes for every goal. Uh, Tristan Blackman just was sticking to him like glue for most of the game. So yeah, he is yeah like you. I'll take him. Yeah. So the uh, game that's game on Saturday. Uh, late game again. I think Tristan is at nine against Vancouver. Who are playing at RSL still? Yes. So, still, it's nine o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. At least there's no work in the morning, right? <laughs> so it'll be fucking late. Um, predictions? Uh, Rio Tinto. It's Rio Tinto for both of us. I think we win this one. Um, yeah, Vancouver isn't very good. No. And we're better than the last time we played them. And last time we played them, we won. I think on a lewd late goal. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So, I'm gonna go. I think this. I think this is the the game where the offense completely breaks out. We just, we win three three to one. Three one sounds yeah. I'll take that. I'll match you on that actually. All right, all right. We shouldn't have said that because we shouldn't. We, now we, we're not going to lose three one before the Seattle game. How wrong we were. At yes. Predictions. Yeah. Oh uh, man, we're going to lose five nil. Great, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, we have one question for this week from Nick. Again, if you want to ask us questions that we have to answer, no matter how stupid or dumb they are, patreon.com slash TWO United fans. Uh, from Nick, is Colorado good? Currently fourth in the West. Um, he did ask this before um, they got beat by RSL 3 nothing, But I think that was mostly due to just a bad early own goal by uh, William Yarborough. It's, have you seen that video? No. It's it's really bad. Like The pass goes back to him, and he like, is going super slow, and he looks up, and goes to trap it, and it goes underneath his foot into the net. It's really bad. Um, I just don't think they, they recovered from that mentally. Um, and Colorado's just gotten better, too. I think they got one of the best domestic talents in midfield, in uh, Mark Anthony Tay, the Canadian. Yep. Um, traded from the from LAFC to the Rapids for one million dollar, well, one million various Garber bucks. Yep. Um, also acquired Dominic Baji from Nashville, who's a great depth piece up front. I think Colorado was pushing for trophies, or at least getting up there and a deep playoff run this year. Um, Martin Tay has a season after this on his contract as well, so 
I think Robert, I don't think Robert Fraser is a really good coach. They st- they still might lose uh, Sam Bynes overseas. It sounds like, but that Martin Anthony K signing makes that loss a lot more palatable. And Tony yeah. Costa also look sounds like he might be moving elsewhere as well in a crowded midfield. But yeah. they're they're pretty good. Yeah, and if you want to know how good Mark Anthony K is, like he is going to be playing with the Canadian national team with DSC tonight against Mexico. So if you want to see what you how what where his skills at, and mind you, uh, at DSC, uh, since you're also listening, uh, we'll try to steal some of his secrets and bring him back to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm guessing it's poutine before every game. <laughs> poutine and my glass of maple poutine. syrup. Yep. Just that. Yeah. Oh. All that. All that sugar is is how they yeah. get their their bursts of speed. Well, uh, I mean. People have weird, weird pre pre game. That wasn't uh, uh, Jamie Vardy drinks like Red Bull for each game. It's like he's getting up there. His heart's gonna explode soon. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Molino eats like half of a chicken Alfredo for every game, and the other half at halftime, or maybe after the game. Like what you really want before just a bunch of cardio is a thick, creamy pasta dish. Well, if that that man's metabolism is so high, like he just uh, absorbs it all during warm ups, so it doesn't like slow him down. <laughs> That's his trick, because I can't do that. Uh, no, I did not. I would throw up immediately. I don't, whenever I have chicken Alfredo, I just want like take a nap afterwards. Yes, I, I was going to say sleep time. Or anything. <laughs> um, one more move to note here: uh, Austin FC, who is actually at the bottom of the Western Conference, so all is well with the expansion team. <laughs> um, has new designated player Argentine striker Sebastian Giussi signed from Zenit St. Petersburg um, 21 goals in just under 100 appearances for the Russian side I remember signing this guy in FIFA like maybe 50 FIFA like 16 or 17 when he was at River Plate from that I can tell you he's very good <laughs> but we just see how he slots in um and how they uh, how they play around with it? Give him a single striker or do two strikers up, up front. Um, I don't know Austin FC is kind of an exciting team just because I don't know they're not Miami, so they're yeah, fun, and, they're, and they're probably fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I think them being at the bottom table currently is a little misleading because they're one win away from jumping in between the other two Texas teams, which are Houston and Dallas, and I think that's where they they honestly they belong, mm-hmm. power ranking wise. Uh, I, I, they are better than San Jose. They're better than Dallas. They're better than Vancouver. They might even be better than Portland. Uh, so. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't, I, Portland's weird. <laughs> I mean, that's a, kind of a dumb statement because Portland no. is weird, the city, but also the Timbers are a weird team. Here, uh, there's they, I think they signed the striker here soon, and now it sounds like Jerry Lee Bobasi might be moving, which like, hey, you wanna, Minnesota, you want to get the mistake you made? But remedy it, you know, four or five years later in Jeremy Bobbsey? Who knows? Let's go on to one of the biggest transfers in uh, Minnesota fandom history. Um, Christian Ramirez, former starter and Superman here in these parts, a transfer from Houston to Aberdeen in Scotland. And guess what he did in his debut? What he always does. <laughs> he scored, man. <laughs> he scored in just a BK Hawken in a Euro League qualifying round. So this was a competitive game. Um, it was a Swedish team. Aberdeen did advance to the next round on aggregate. Um, I don't know how many more they have into the group stages, but that's really exciting to see 
Trisha Mears starts starting for a Scottish Premier League team. Like he's gonna be going up against like Rangers and Celtic, and it's just really cool. Yeah, Casters gave him, uh, um, you know, what he was due. Even though he was very close to goal, he, you know, he's, the ball comes across, defenders doesn't ca- don't catch it. He does just t- you know, just, ha- yeah. just has to tap it in. But you know that they said like a, a quality striker scores goals like that. He's there in the right spot at the right time, and he, you know, debut goal. It wasn't an easy goal too because the defender was kind of in his eye line. He just kind of stove down where he thought it was going to be, and it just deflected it off of him. So, mm-hmm. Trisha Ramirez. I've never seen a, a Superman comic where he's in Scotland, but I hope I will now. <laughs> um, moving on to the Olympics. Now, Sasha, we've I talked about this before a little bit, that you're on a completely different sleep schedule than I yep. am. So you're up when the Tokyo Olympics are actually like live. Yep. So you know everything about the soccer that's going on in the Olympics. So I'm going to hand over to you because I'm usually asleep. And I usually mean all the time, asleep when these are happening. Yeah. Uh, for everybody who, like me who was expecting the U.S. women to completely dominate uh, this Olympics, that is not the case. We were able to advance out of group stage with one win, one draw, one loss. Uh, our opening game was a 3-0 loss to Sweden, who I consider the current favorites. Uh, then we got a great 6-1 win over New Zealand, thinking we got our mojo back. Last game of group stage, nil-nil draw. This was so boring and frustrating to watch. Um uh, there was a familiar face on the other side. Sam Kerr playing center striker for Australia. She also looked like she was kind of frustrated because all the balls were going through her with like responsibility for her to score. And we did shut that down. But we, our front six, the three strikers and three midfielders, not showing their full potential, I think. Rose Lavelle was, I think, fighting the hardest and playing well. Everybody else, Mewis, was not. Uh, Morgan was not as well. Lindsay Horan did get subbed on in that last game. She did well, um, but it wasn't enough to score a goal. And like, we're the team that like that does dominate teams. That we got a one-one draw with this with Sweden before, right before the Olympics started. So, yeah, we need to be on top of our game because our quarterfinal match is going to be against Netherlands, who has two of the top three scores currently. Uh, Vivian Midama, who has eight goals, and Leaky Martins. I hopefully I'm saying that wrong, right? Uh, who has four. Part of that is because of the goal padding they got in their 8-2 win over China, where uh, Medema got a brace and so did Martins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if we if we can win this game, uh, it doesn't even have to be a convincing win. I, I'm a lot more confident that we could make it to the final. What if taking it easy in the group stages was part of the plan? I mean, the, they talked have, about... The, yeah. We have an older roster. Yeah. Don't want to overdo ourselves in what's going to be kind of a long tournament. Mm-hmm. Group stages. They're, like, after I think the 6 1 win against New Zealand, they're pretty much guaranteed to go through. Yeah. So, like, Tate easy in that game. Dad and they'll draw. Great. But you draw the Netherlands, and that's where the, the wrench in the plan might come because that's a, a rematch from the 2019 World Cup final, which the U.S. won. So, yeah. But also. It's not an easy game by any, by any stretch of the imagination. And if players aren't playing well in the group stages, can they turn it on for the knockout stages? Yeah, that's that's the big question. Um, it, it seems uncharacteristic of the U.S. to hold back, right? We've mm-hmm. always been such a steamroller. If this was like a, a tactical decision, 
if it truly was a tactical decision, then that's great. Then we're resting up players, and hopefully we come out guns blazing against Netherlands. And I'll believe it when I see it. Um, if we if we come out and lose horribly to Netherlands, I will say like we just were trying to save face by saying we were resting that last match and getting a zero zero draw against Australia. Um, I don't think that builds confidence with anybody. Um, no. No. Um, no. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, any more thoughts on the women's national team? <sighs> no, no, not really. Um. <laughs> we will cover whatever happens yeah. next week after the quarterfinals. Other quarterfinal matches in the Olympics, Brazil versus Canada, Sweden versus Australia, and Great Britain versus Japan. Some heavy hitters all around the bracket, so no more easy games. Exactly. Um, Dabinia, another familiar face from the NWSL. Uh, currently has two <laughs> goals. She's not even the leading goal scorer for Brazil. Uh, that's Marta, who has three goals and one assist. So I Brazil also looking to uh, beat some European teams and get over here. Get in the final. Um, now for the men's quarterfinals, <laughs> obviously uh, no U.S. team. But no U.S. team. Give me some breakdown of these... Uh, <laughs> Of this, uh, Spain and Ivory Coast, uh, everyone in the first quarterfinal. Spain got in by knocking out Argentina on a one-one draw. Ivory Coast, uh, kind of getting a surprise, uh, getting into the quarterfinals with a surprise, but they got also a one-one draw against Germany. Germany didn't really send their best. This is very much a like a C team squad because a lot of clubs did not release their players after Euros, the young players to go mm-hmm. with the German national team. So if you look at this roster, you might not recognize any names unless you're like. A Fortuna Dusseldorf fan. <laughs> uh, hey man, we might have some Fortuna, du- <laughs> Fortuna Dusseldorf fans listening right now. We might. And if, you, and if you also play for Minnesota United, that's a very small Venn diagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. We have Japan and New Zealand also made it. Uh, mm. This kind of makes me feel sad for Boxall getting injured, not being able to go because he would be in the quarterfinals. Um, and you know you need a, t- a tall, strong bear uh, as a center back <laughs> when you're facing J- Japan. <laughs> I don't think anybody on the Japanese is taller than Michael Boxall. I don't know the heights of these players, but I'm, I'm willing to guess that. Uh, Brazil versus Egypt, another big surprise. Egypt making it through. Um, Brazil also sent a lot of heavy hitters, including Rich Harlson, who's already gotten a hat trick this tournament. Um, I, I expect them to be in the final with... Mexico, who got drawn against Korea. That should be a fun matchup. I hope that it's an upset in favor of Korea, uh, but I don't expect it. You never know. And I'm going through it, and I'm pretty sure every single soccer region is uh, is uh, represented in these quarterfinals for the men. And that's pretty cool. And only one European team as well. So hopefully Spain loses. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, hopefully Mexico loses as well, because you don't want to yeah. see your rivals win. But really, I'm good with any other team winning. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Maybe not Brazil. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We went to the Gold Cup. In in the quarterfinals, the men's national team beat Jamaica 1-0. Matthew Hoppe from Schalke scores the lone goal to beat Andrew Blake. Um, They're currently facing uh, Qatar, who are the reigning Asian champions. And it's currently... It is... Scoreless at the break at halftime as we're recording this, so nil-nil. And people are surprised that Tutter is, you know, so good in this tournament. They're the reigning Asian champions. They beat, you know, teams like Japan and Korea and Saudi Arabia and Iran. Those are not bad teams. 
pretty sure Australia also in the Asian yeah uh, conference now or yeah whatever. So some pretty good teams losing to Tutter. Um, should note that it's still an abomination that they're hosting the next World Cup, but doesn't mean that their players aren't very aren't good. So it's not their fault. It's yeah. their country's fault. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's one thing that is very universal through soccer, like players are not a reflection of their country's governments, you know. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes it's quite the opposite. <laughs> um, Mexico is going to be the other uh, semifinal match. They're facing Canada. Um, so DSC, do not let in any goals if you are in net. I don't think he is starting, but if you are, uh, <laughs> may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it, man. I think I think Martin uh, Carpo from Vancouver has been starting, which yeah. means Vancouver, who are playing on Saturday, will not have their best goalkeeper. So that's pretty, that's that's good. Yeah. But also, like, give DSC a shout. All right, come on. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. Um, I think that's about wraps it up for what we have. Um, we'll cover the Gold Cup semifinal and probably final as well as probably this weekend on next week's episode. We'll also cover the olympics as well the i don't know when the finals for those are but i'm assuming relatively soon so we'll talk about those as well hopefully we're celebrating a u.s women's national team olympic gold who knows um until then sasha tell the people where they can find you on the interwebs you can find me on instagram at alexander sourceloth i know we didn't cover much about mls but all you need to know about the eastern conference is that nashville is currently in second (laughs) <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Inter Miami is dead last. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a tire fire they are. Um, I'm at uh, Caleb Olson seven one six on Instagram. Also at Real Caleb FC on Twitter. You can find the podcast at TWO United Fans on across all platforms. Um, shout out to Tectonics piece of their song Lustless at our theme music, and shout out to Simone Biles. Always mental health always comes first. Fuck everyone who says that. Oh, why did she do, let her team down? No. She should have seriously hurt herself. She did the best thing for her and her team by taking care of herself. So shout out to you, Simone Biles. I know you listen because, well, I just, I hope you listen. And a shout out to Suni Lee. Saint her Paul teammate. Native, yeah. Her teammate who won the Dolan all around for women's gymnastics. Um, the first Hmong American on the U.S. gymnastics team and just proves that refugees are a good thing. So, yes. yeah, shout out, to, shout out to those people, so those women, and also shout out to the mad villain, MF2. Rest in peace.